Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, as part of the Mystery Veterinary Group, joining me on this Friday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. You're very welcome. Let me get straight into a question that came in bright and early this morning from Lisa, who has a cockapoo who is scratching a lot, especially when she gets hot or if the weather gets anyway hot. She's wondering, is it fleas? Because her spot on treatment is all up to date. Okay, so this is a really interesting one. There could be a number of causes. I think first and foremost, the thing I would, my mind would jump to is to make sure our parasite control is up to date. Um, and it sounds like that's the case. So just make sure that you're using it as per the, the suggested schedule. So if you're not certain from the back of the pack, you can always contact your vet and they'll be able to guide you as to what, what frequency you need to apply that particular product at. And also just to make sure you're using a, a really reputable and effective treatment for parasites so make sure it's something you're getting either from your pharmacist or your vet because generally we'll be able to prescribe products that we know work really well and are safe for your pet um going beyond that there are a number of different causes of itching that are not parasite related so sometimes it can be um, an infection. So an infection of the skin or an overgrowth of yeast is really common, particularly in the in the warmer months when things are kind of quite hot and humid. And particularly if you have a longer haired breed or a breed that has kind of roughly skin. Now, cockapoos can have longer hair. So I suppose it's making sure that the skin is able to breathe so that they're up to date on their grooming and they have nice kind of short season appropriate hair. So they don't need to, let's say, have a, have a 10 blade. They don't need to have a, a full shave or anything like that during the summer but just to make sure it's it's groomed there's no matting and that the skin can breathe because that makes the skin less likely to have infections and less likely to have things like yeast overgrowth where they're you know a warm wet environment like long hair is, is really good for that other than that summertime is a biggie for allergies so very much like ourself i know many of us are hay fever sufferers myself included and you know there's lots of things out in the environment all year round which can be triggers for pets and they can have like kind of low level seasonal skin allergies now some of the biggies for those are pollen and grass pollens but it could be anything very much like humans dogs are all different in what they react to so there's no one kind of one size fits all plan what I would say is for your pet, if they're still itching despite good parasite control, it is time to visit your vet because there are so many different causes of itching from skin infections to yeast overgrowth to allergies to food allergies. It's really important not to kind of take a hit and miss approach with it. 
this and just to have a really structured um kind of plan as to how about going finding out what the cause of the itching is and getting relief for your pet because i know nobody wants to be sitting there looking at their pet being really distressed and itching obviously we care a lot about them and we want to make sure they're comfortable so i really feel at this stage you need to get a vet involved they'll need to be able to they'll do a full physical exam and it may be the case that the, the problem may be obvious and there may be an obvious solution just after a physical exam but in many cases they might need to take some some swabs of the skin or little tape strips of the skin so that we can assess what's going on on the surface but under the microscope so it allows us to see things like bacteria and yeast um, and sometimes parasites in other cases so there are many many avenues which we need to go down to fully diagnose skin disease in some cases it can be a one-off and a very simple fix and in others for example allergies or skin barrier problems they might need a longer term management so I'd say pop to your vet with this one make a plan yeah one of the hardest things I think for vets is yeah. to try to work out what's what's going on with skin conditions um, question Absolutely. for Jane uh, I have three yard cats that I've been feeding for years and years and years will they ever settle in a new location if we moved them my plan is to move them to a new area which would be smaller but would have a garden so I don't know if they're okay. quite feral but uh, she's feeding them and has been for quite some time okay this is an interesting one so if they are let's say very feral cats and they only come to let's say the food when you're not near them if you're never able to kind of pick them up and have a have a cuddle or you know pat the head and have a cuddle then they may be let's say they may enjoy their freedom too much to be moved um so i think if you have let's say cats that are quite kind of wild in the environment they wouldn't normally come up to you and don't kind of have uh, an attachment to you that will kind of extend to physical contact so that we'll be able to pet them then they may be less stressed if they're not moved from that environment because it is possible that they may not settle and they may just scarper as soon as they're they're given the chance to go outside now what i will say is if you are feeding the cats and they've let's say become they've kind of formed a bond with you to a degree they're not very wild yard cats or anything like that and let's say they come for food and you're able to give them a little pat on the head and they're very regular in their appearing for food and they're around the around the place quite a lot it is possible you could successfully move them to a new location moving cats that are very used to their freedom to a new location however comes with extra difficulty versus let's say a classic pet cat that will be living a, an indoor slash outdoor lifestyle because generally we'd recommend the pets are kept inside for a number of weeks after they move so that they learn that that house is their new home before they're left outside because unless they kind of have a strong association with the place and their scent is all over it they might go outside and get lost and not know their way back and maybe even just not really have a great attachment to their new location so if you have a situation where the yard cats are used to very very wild freedom they're not used to being kept locked in it could be quite stressful for them to go to a new location first and foremost and then to be locked in for several weeks um obviously with food water contact and lots of petting but it may it, it's a very difficult situation and i suppose it really depends individually on how wild the little cats are their attachment to you how well you feel they'd cope with being kept inside for a period of time to acclimatize to the new area before being left out so I think it is it is a very individual one unfortunately so difficult to give a hard and fast answer it's definitely possible Okay, okay. and another uh, listener uh, has a baby on the way but the Jack Russell sleeps in the bedroom they're trying to break the Jack Russell of the habit uh, before the baby arrives any tips 
Okay. Um, I think you're you're definitely making a good move trying to break that habit before the new arrival arrives because if you try and do it on day one of baby being home, you know, there's too much upheaval for your little pet. So really trying to stagger those changes is a really great move. So well done with that. Um, I think it, my main tip would be create somewhere really, really nice and attractive and comfy for your pet to sleep. I would normally suggest in situations like this, crate training is really, really good. So maybe get a little crate um, but make it super, super comfortable. You don't want it to feel like a cage that they don't want to be in. You want it for them to feel like they're, it's their little den. So they want to feel super, super safe. And that'll do two things. It may mean that your dog may find that nice, peaceful, quiet area more attractive than sleeping in the bed with humans that might be rolling over and snoring in the middle of the night. So it might it might solve the problem immediately. But also, when, you're, when your baby arrives, it might be a bit of a noisier environment. So you want to create a safe space that your dog can go to in a quiet area of the house where he has this little den. It's all nice and quiet and calm. And also, when you have a young child around, it is important to be able to just be able to secure your pet somewhere because obviously, when we have young children it's really important no matter how much we trust the dog to make sure they're never left unattended so I'd suggest maybe going towards crate training and making it into a really nice comfy comfy environment that's attractive for your pet to stay in may help in in, in a lot of ways Okay alright listen we'll talk again next week thank you for that Jane have a lovely week You too and, thank uh, you thanks for joining us that is uh, Jane Peckett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital part of the Mill Street Veterinary uh, Group Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.